0: It's Ashley and happy National Mentoring Month. At TMP, we've been celebrating all month long, so check out our website or social media pages to find information, resources, fun videos, and other content. We were really looking forward to releasing this episode during National Mentoring Month because it highlights a lot of what mentoring is all about listening to young people and supporting them in the ways that are best for them. In this conversation, we talked with a group of young people, Javi, Anisha, and Gia. About how adults can be caring and supportive. We were captivated by their honesty and thoughtful responses. Also present for the conversation were Sarah Prezi and Deborah Murdoch from the Jewish Healthcare Foundation, who first introduced us to Javi, Anisha, and Gia. We hope you enjoyed the discussion and learned a little something, just like we did. <coughs>
1: So good morning. I am so thrilled uh, for today's podcast for for a couple of reasons, <laughs> but mostly because it's going to be different than the podcast we've done before, especially as it pertains to our guests. So all of our guests are special, um, but I am thrilled to share today's discussion with the youth and young adults, if you will. Um, so we have a number of visitors with us today. And this session is so important to us because we talk so much about the importance of mentoring, youth mentoring specifically. We talk about the importance of mentoring and how it impacts youth mental health. And we, we have traditionally done that from the adult perspective. And today we're going to hear from young people, People themselves. So, I want to take a moment to introduce Sarah Pezzi and Deborah Murdoch from the Jewish Healthcare Foundation, as they have been spearheading um, a collaborative in our region that really does center youth voices and give young people opportunity to to advocate. So, I want to take a moment and just pause before we introduce our teen guest and take a moment to let Sarah and Deborah introduce themselves.
2: Uh, my name is Sarah Pessey. I'm a policy associate with the Jewish Healthcare Foundation, and I'm really excited to be here with some youth involved in our PA Youth Advocacy Network. I've learned a lot uh, from the youth in the network every day that I get to work with them, and I hope there's a lot that you can take away from this podcast to improve your own relationships with youth.
3: Thanks, Michelle. This is Deborah Murdoch from Jewish Healthcare Foundation. Um, just please to be here this morning and hear from all the youth who are part of our PA Youth Advocacy Network. We've been working since 2018 to bring youth advocates and youth serving organizations together around thinking about strengthening the community safety net for teen mental health. And they are such a driving important force for change. Um, we've basically just been working to keep up with them <laughs> and all the work that they do in their schools and communities and to support their friends and peers around mental health. So really excited about this conversation this
1: morning. So thank you both again for being here and working with us to help give us access to our other special guests today. So I just want to take a moment to have our other guests introduce themselves. So it may be helpful for our listeners to know um, your name, maybe the grade you're in, and a little bit about you specifically, whatever you want to share. So can we start with Javi? Is that work? Yeah. My name's Javi.
2: Javi. I'm in 10th grade. Um, One fun fact about me is I've lived in five states, and um, that definitely affected things for me personally and my mental health, which is what we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, I guess I'll pass it on to Anisha.
4: Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Anisha. I am in 12th grade, so I'm a senior, which is crazy. Um, Fun fact about me is I like to play tennis and um, I bake. And I'll pass it on to Gia.
5: Hi, um, I'm Gia Sella. I'm a sophomore in high school and I'm really I'm really excited today because I think it's really important for youth to have a an open platform
1: like this. So I'm I'm just super excited. Well, we appreciate you all for being here and your willingness to chat and share with not only our listeners, but us, uh, Ashley and I being, you know, co-hosts of the podcast where it may feel like we're drilling you with questions. <laughs> We're going to try to get the most out of this episode as we can with regard to just elevating your voice. So please don't hold back. Um, We're we're really looking to learn and hear from you and center your experiences. Uh, One of the things that I want to kick off asking you all, which I think is the most important, and I don't think we as a society do well um, to kind of check in, and I just want to know, just given the pandemic, other societal issues, just the, the day-to-day is really just um, wondering how you're doing and how you're prioritizing your own self-care. It's
4: it's the day-to-day process. I'm sure I can speak for everyone when I say it like that. I mean, like it really does depend on the day and your situation and just kind of like, especially because we are all in school, I think depending on our workload and like things in our um personal life it's it can be difficult to kind of like prioritize your own self-care and prioritize your own mental being in correspondence to like your academics and your physical well-being but um uh, it's going it's going good it's you know it's a process but it's it's happening I completely agree with Anisha. It really
2: depends on the day and it really depends on what happened that day. And it really depends on everything that's going on around me and around you. Um, and it's really just, it's a, it's a process. It's just what's like, it's just, what's going to happen and how am I going to feel? And what, will I have time to actually sit aside and, you know, be okay with myself, you know? But the thing is, is you have to have time for that. And it's, I'm, I haven't even gotten to that point where I, like, have that time always, but, like, it needs to be worked in, you know? Like, even, like, when I have a long day, like, my mom will sometimes be, like, you know, like, sometimes even when you have a long day, like, you got to put five minutes in just to, like, sit there and breathe or just to sit there and drink water and think about, like, what you've just accomplished and then continue accomplishing. But, like, you just need to, you need to set that time aside for yourself or you can't keep going. Like, I think that, that needs to be a thing. Also, like for me personally, like I need to set time aside for myself or I can't keep going. Um, even if it's five minutes, you know, like even if it's just like literally just five minutes, just taking it to yourself. Um, it's very important and it's very needed.
5: I agree with Javi and I think she made an interesting point that like something like her mom said, I think it's important to note that like, it's not something that you can do on your own. Like it's called self-care. But, like, in the way we have to live right now, especially as, like, a high schooler in a very stressful situation, it's hard to make time without somebody else. Like, especially being teens, like, I think it's something we really need help on, and I think that goes for everybody. But we need others to help prioritize our self-care, and we need others to understand it. It's not, like, just a self-journey, even though, like, that's what it's called it's really not it. You need others to help you.
0: What's been your experience, like finding others or, I mean, obviously we're having a conversation right now and you all mentioned having conversations with other people about mental health, but how, like, are there, are there people out there who are having those conversations who are like supporting you or how, um, yeah. What's it like accessing like those people?
2: Well, for me personally, I'm very lucky because I have two parents who are very understanding with that. So I've like kind of always had that um with me. But even like like, you know, getting to know people that like are able to you're able to trust and that actually like understand and support and listen and know when to listen and know when to give feedback and that's so important in it and know how to help you. Like when they know how to help you and they know And they know what you're going through and they can help you figure out what you need. You know, like you don't always personally know what you need, but when you have other people who understand you and are are older than you or who like just like, I don't know, have more like experience and understanding, they can help you figure that out um, and not specifically is very important for me because I personally don't always know what I need. Like when I am like, I don't know, like doing homework for four hours and I am eventually breaking down and have to stop doing my homework because I can't do it anymore, my mom will be like, okay, go eat a snack because I know that I did not eat for four hours and that I need fuel to continue to be going. And I didn't I didn't remember to eat. Um so like like even just like having someone Like know what you're going through and know what you need and helping you figure it out and reminding you for that like having that support is really effective and really important.
5: I agree but like also while Javi was talking I was thinking to myself like something like almost completely different but then like I looked more into it and it's really just that every person is unique and they need like unique resources which is something I don't think we have but it I think it's just really helpful for everyone to treat you like your own person, not to be like just like another person with like mental issues, another person stressing out about homework. It's all like very unique to you. And I think it's really helpful to understand that about everybody, especially like adults trying to provide support. Like, don't base it off of your experiences, listen to the person's experience and treat it as like the unique thing that it is like don't categorize don't assume because that's like going to do more harm than it is good in the end
4: and I think um with that is really important to exercise um the idea of like active listening which I know we've all talked about a lot before I think it's just you know especially with adults and teachers and counselors and parents I think a lot of the time um the attitude we put forth in a conversation or that they put forth can kind of be judgmental. I mean, they, and I know their intentions are pure and like they're trying to help, but sometimes they just need to realize that, like, sometimes people, we just need a listener and we don't always need someone to give us advice or to, you know, categorize us into a certain box because our problems and you know, our personalities and our traits, like they're very complex and they have layers and layers and layers to them. And that can't just be like broken down by one piece of advice. So just like listening and exercising that whole idea can be really helpful. And I think it'll also make, I don't know about anybody else, but it it would make me and other teenagers kind of feel more heard and more almost like respected. I think if an adult and someone older, especially takes the time to kind of like put, themselves and like their kind of like like their personal ideologies and everything beside just to kind of like focus on you and to listen to you and only you i think it kind of shows like oh like this person i can trust them i can rely on them and that they respect me and my opinions and you know my problems and they're willing to just take time aside to focus on me and my mental health and my well-being i don't know i think it's really important I completely
2: agree with that and about like categorizing um you what's going to help one person is not going to help the next person and it's like if you give this advice like for me like personally like like eating's a eating's personally a problem for me I just don't remember to eat because I don't get hungry like I have reminders on my phone and it reminds me to eat so I stay you know I stay a, a person, um, but you know, like that personally that personally helps me, but that might not help the next person. the my my next person might need help with something completely different. They just might need to be able, I don't know, like I don't even know like this is just like, you know, categorizing someone and having an adult give give advice to one person and it worked that I feel like sometimes they think like oh it worked for this person so now it's like really great advice and I'm gonna go use that for every teen I talk to that has a similar problem like that's that's not gonna help because you know every teen is so different and every teen's problems are so different no matter how similar it sounds.
5: Yeah and I think it's like I think a lot of the times when I've seen that in like someone I know was trying to give help and they're like I just didn't know what to do like I didn't know if they wanted me to listen I didn't know if they wanted advice or not and I think something really important is just to ask there's nothing wrong with a question it's like you shouldn't be scared of asking what somebody else wants and like they may not even know but you're still better off than if you like didn't ask, and they didn't want advice, and you give it anyways, just because you're not sure, I think, like, don't be afraid to ask teens questions. Like, we, we sometimes know, like, what we want, and we sometimes know what we need, but more often than not, we know what we don't need, and sometimes adults really go into that, and they're, they're giving us things that we don't need or want, and we know that, and we might not necessarily know how to help ourselves, but we know what we don't need and
2: just, just ask questions. It's really not going to do any harm. Honestly, it also makes I, personally, I makes me feel good. Like, Oh, like this person actually cares. They want to know, they want to know what I, they, they want to know what I want, you know, and that feels good.
4: Yeah. Cause like, obviously it's really nice to like hear what another person thinks about your um, problems and like to get another outside perspective. Right. But at the same time, they it's, It's hard to find the line where like an adult can help you or speak for you. And I think that a lot of times, um, you know, an adult or like a teacher or or whatever, they they tend to speak for us and they tend to kind of like like they'll listen to our problems, but it's only like passively because like while they're listening, they're trying to analyze it and they're trying to figure out like, hey, like what can I do to fix it? And again, like their intentions are pure and they're good and they're great. But at the same time, it's like a lot of the time we do at least have some sort of idea of what we want and what we need to hear, and um, just like how Gia was saying, it's not a problem to ask. Like just being like, "Hey, like, do you want me to listen or give it advice?" It takes like five seconds to ask that question, and it means more than like it means the world to everybody. Because again, like it just means that like you are willing to help them in the way that they want and not in the way that you want. Because again. Everybody has different problems. Everybody's complex, and kind of like associating one way of handling a situation with everybody is not fair to them and doesn't respect them and their personal, like their the integrity of their problems and everything. So,
5: yeah, I think that's that's great, Anisha. And it's like we can sense like the energy. We can sense if like an adult really cares, or sometimes it feels like, and this might be a little harsh, but like they're just listening to say they were listening which may not be the intention, but when you're not like actively supporting the way that we ask or we request or we need, it's more damaging than like helpful. And I feel like a lot, something Anisha mentioned is like a lot of adults try to tie their own experiences in like to ours and going back to like uniqueness like we all like have our own things and i think it's kind of hard to see on the surface because um of limited like knowledge which is kind of a problem these days limited education so you're trying to scrap together everything you can on like your limited education and like your limited experiences of this person but it's only like it's only the tip of the iceberg and you really don't necessarily need to dive down deep to see everything to help somebody. You just need to know, you just need to know enough of what they want to help them. Cause if they don't want advice, you don't need to know their full situation if it makes them uncomfortable. If they, if they want advice, you only need to know that part about them and you can talk about it. Like, They don't have to. I think it's important to mention like they don't have to take your advice. They don't have to do this or that because you said they are. And sometimes it can feel like that, like more of an instruction than anything else. But it's it's not your experiences. It's that individuals. Are you a teen or young adult looking for extra support? Upstreet offers free individual therapy for 12 to 22 year olds. We offer brief support on our website, where you can speak directly to a therapist right from your phone or computer. We also offer a peer mentoring program. Through our peer mentoring program, you will be paired up with someone of similar age who can listen and understand you. If you're passionate about mental health, you can also join our Youth Advisory Board. For more information, you can go to our website at
3: (laughs) upstreetpgh.org.
1: Wow, you guys said a lot. I'm sitting here like choking back because I'm thinking of all the things. I'm like, man, I pride myself in in being a great mentor, but as I hear you share different things, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of growth, you know, on my end. So one of the things I think Gia said that was like a aha for me was like us, like adults responding based on their the way they've experienced the world or situations they've been in. And I think one of the biggest things I learned from being a youth mental health first aid facilitator was just to ask young people the question like, well, if, if, this happened to you before or how can i help you and i think as adults i'm um, especially for me the way i grew up it was like young people did not talk back we listened even the way we learned i think we we still learn this way but i think we we've, we've made a lot of progress as far as students just being in a room listening to the teacher teach and just really not you know having a good dialogue it's like i'm here to learn you're you're the wise one we take notes and we go on about our day and that that doesn't give space like if I think back and you're like, well, that didn't feel good. You didn't, couldn't even think, you know, necessarily for yourself. So thank you for just being brave enough and candid enough to share. Uh, One of the follow-up questions I have, and I think you all started to just answer that some, but any, like how can adults create these environments where you feel like you can talk not only about your mental health, but that you can, you have space to exercise your experience your wants your you know your dislikes how do we begin to help create environments like that of trust and of non-judgmental listening etc
4: i think um the foundation behind that environment is just a lot of respect and patience and just again the idea of active listening i think if one if we don't feel like we're respected in any conversation it doesn't give us motivation to keep speaking in that conversation I don't know if anyone else here can relate but I feel like sometimes when we talk to an adult they almost like make us feel very small and then you kind of like like your voice kind of like um fades out you're kind of like there's no point in this conversation if I'm not gonna get that basic kind of like bare minimum from you and um which sounds like very dramatic but I think the idea is still there (laughs) um like I think, yeah, just establishing that idea of respect and having patience because some problems might be harder to word or to express. And you just have to be able to sit there and just kind of like, just try your best, you know? Again, adults, humans, we're just, we're not perfect. And that's okay. And and nobody expects an adult to handle something perfectly. I think it's definitely like a learning process on both ends, but being willing to be patient and to, you know, engage in that learning process is something that a lot of adults I feel like lack and that is always why there's always been like a disconnect and a lack of trust between an adult and um a younger individual just because like if we don't trust you if we don't feel respected if we don't feel heard when we talk like if we're just talking for you to listen and not actually like fundamentally hear us it's like there really isn't a point to the conversation and that's why Oftentimes, if we don't reach out, and we don't talk, and we don't, even if you do try and actively create that kind of, like, safe environment, we're not going to engage in it if we don't feel like it's worth our time and our effort and our energy. Yeah, and I think this is
5: this is more specific to, like, even advocacy, but I think you can apply it to even, like, everyday situations, but sometimes it feels like when you're talking to adults – there's only so far you can get to like get your feelings or like I said, specific to advocacy, like get what you want out of it. And there's at some point where like our experience as teens is limiting. And I kind of imagine it like this like brick wall and you kind of have to like shout through it in like a like bad situation where there's not good youth-adult partnership, which is how we should be viewing it. It's a partnership where equals, we're not It's not like we're like small and we're complaining to the adults. We are on the same level. And I think that's important to realize. And I think in a good partnership, they're going to help you get over the wall. But in a bad one, they're going to make you, they're going to like relay your message. Like you're going to tell it to them and then they're going to go over that wall and talk about what you said, or they're going to go over that wall and try and get you the help that they think you need. But what they really should be doing is just using their experiences and their, like, almost title as an adult to help you get up and over so you yourself can say those things. It's not not that the adult should be saying things that the youth said. That's not a good partnership. It's good when the adult is elevating the youth to say what they actually want. Because sometimes, even unintentionally, our words get twisted into... I kind of think of it as a statistic. Like we become a statistic, like we become 80% of something and statistics are meant to be interpreted to base, base off of somebody's research or to use how they want them to, when that shouldn't be the case, we should be our own individual voice with our own individual experiences. And we shouldn't be, our words shouldn't be interpreted by others. It should be us and we should be clear And I feel like when adults relay what we're saying, it becomes like a summary or they use it to push something that they're doing. And I think it's just more important to elevate us rather than
4: relay. I agree. It's just oftentimes when adults, I guess, try to engage with us, it's very performative. And just like how GA was saying, how like it's like you get turned into like a story and it's like it's this concept of kind of like it being a single story in a way it's like you like our you know our feelings and our emotions suddenly go from like being our own personal thing to being something that is like Jay was saying up to interpretation and that's not okay in any way shape or form because it doesn't it's like there's a lack of validation there and I think that when we try and talk and engage with adults all we really want is that respect and that uplift and the validation that comes from it because you know if we don't feel like our feelings are being validated in any way it's like there again there really isn't a point and it's very um demoralizing because then we kind of like lose the encouragement and we lose like um kind of like the energy behind our feelings and then it just kind of like falls through and I think that adults really need to work on that whole idea of just like every person has their own individual emotions and feelings that are only subject to themselves and they cannot be generalized and they cannot be like told in a different lens because it's not for the adult's personal gain it shouldn't be because again it's very performative it should be for the well-being of the individual and how they choose to move forward and how they deserve to be reacted to and to be respected to
2: I agree with all of that completely. Like I don't even know if there's much to add because I feel like Gia and Anisha covered all of it, but I just I don't know. I I completely agree with that all.
0: Gia, I like the visual that you um gave us of the the brick wall. I think that that's um a helpful way to frame it and for people to like view it. And how do you all think that how can adults like help you get over that wall? Like how can they be like amplifiers of your voice instead of that roadblock or instead of that um, brick wall and how, what makes an effective like
2: equal partnership? Active listening. When someone is active listening to you, you like feel it and you hear it and you like, it, you feel it. Like, you know, when someone is listening to you and when someone is listening to you for you and someone's not listening to you for themselves, uh, like, like when someone's active listening and they're not just like even giving you like their thoughts and what they've been through and what they've, what it's, what, how it's similar to them and making it about themselves when they're actually listening and understanding you, it, like, it's, yeah, they can help you get over that wall. Um, like, when they... When they understand what you want and then they eventually, um, you know, agree with it, which is like, like I feel like someone's not going to help someone get somewhere if they don't want them to be there, but um, like if they help them, help them, um, if they like, I don't know, like if they, like, I don't even know how to get the words out because um, it just, it doesn't, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Anisha's is going to be really good at explaining this, um, so I'm going to pass it on to you now, but... I feel like you kind of understand what I'm saying.
4: No, I totally get it. I think, yeah, I, adults may not know this, but we, we can tell. We can tell your intentions. I mean, they're, they're pretty obvious. And no matter how, how, again, how pure like your ideas may be, we can really like, we, We can read into a lot of what you're saying and your body language and your attitude. It is not something that you can really hide because like, I mean, if you're genuine, like you're genuine and you can really tell that it's not, you know, a difficult thing to grasp. Right. Which sounds so harsh, but like you get it. Um, Hopefully. Um, I just think that, yeah, I mean, equality is really important. Because, like, obviously, you know, adults may have experienced a little bit more in life and that, you know, there's obviously an age gap there. And with that, there can also be, like, a generational gap. But um if you really want to achieve a safe space and, you know, an active partnership, we adults really need to kind of put that, their beliefs that come from their generation, which is valid, but they need to put that aside to kind of focus on the new generation and our new viewpoints and our new, you know, Beliefs and ideologies because we're obviously very like fundamentally different than the generation before us I mean we're more active on voicing our opinions and the youth are more active on you know trying to be uplifted and I know that differs a lot from how we were you know seen and treated in the past you know like oftentimes like I think I've heard a lot of people in the older um, generation like say this, not to age shame, just you know, um, in the older generation to say this, like they, they've always kind of like been like, when my parents talked to me or like when my teachers yelled at me, I just kind of like took it and I didn't say anything back and all these things. And like that was their experience, but things are different now. And like a lot of us aren't really gonna let that slide obviously like there's going to be respect but that respect needs to go both ways and that kind of like politeness and that dignity and that integrity needs to go both ways it cannot just be you know us absorbing everything and listening and bottling up inside like our emotions and our feelings are valid and they need to be expressed and once you allow like genuinely allow for a youth voice to express that that's when you kind of like start to bridge that gap and that's when you kind of try and like find that equal ground and once you find that that's when you know like you really create that safe space and that encourages more people to come forward and be like hey like I my feelings matter like that's crazy like they're they're respected that's crazy and then they'll start talking and they'll start and then like that also is kind of like a chain reaction kind of thing it'll encourage so many more youth People and so many more, you know, different individuals to also come forward and to also kind of, like, bridge that gap. Because once you realize that, like, a couple of us are being uplifted, kind of like how we are on this podcast, I mean, getting youth voices here is incredible, and that's, like, a very big step, right? If people see this, like, they're going to be like, oh, like, people, adults actually care. Like, they actually hold compassion for our feelings, and they, like, the whole point of this is for you guys, like, to hear us right and that's also very very important so i think that like by doing more things like this and kind of like having this be put out there and having other youth see this they can acknowledge that like we are adults are really working towards creating a better space and that now we actually have a chance and that now we might be able to have our feelings be expected. and that's crazy but it's a really really great change and it's a really big step in the right direction
5: Anisha, that was great. That was perfect. I, I think that's such a great point. And I also want to throw out a word and that word's opportunities. And I think that's important when like adults are asking how, how to help youth or like how to get in a situation that you would be actively listening and it's to provide opportunities. That's kind of where our limits lie as youth, is that we can't create opportunities for ourselves on, like, a level that we want to, and that's kind of where we need adult help. Um, So I think it's important to create those opportunities or give room for the youth to create their own opportunities, and like I said, kind of, like, uplifting you. Like, you're creating that, like, stepping stool so they can get to a place where they can talk and they can get their word out to more and more people. And like Anisha said, it's just like it's a place that you can get to active listening. Um you're not going to be able to be in a situation unless you make room for that situation like both like mentally and like physically. And like that's where you can like mention like oh, I'm here for you if you need to talk or if you don't or like hey, like, this weekend, like, I was thinking about looking over this club. Would you guys be interested? And that's, like, that's really helpful just knowing that you're willing to do something because then we have room to create our own opportunities. We know who to go to to either talk to or to have help in creating, like, a resource that we need. So, opportunities.
4: I agree completely. And I think in that same sense, it's, like... You, I mean, nobody can read anybody's mind. Like you really like you wouldn't know how we were feeling or what we wanted if you didn't ask. So it's like if you ask us and if you kind of like curate that room for us to be able to voice our feelings, like that will also kind of like that is like creating an opportunity for us to at least talk about it. Because you know, like I know, like forming clubs and like doing all these things, like it can, it may not always work out. It may fall through, and that's okay because that's how life works sometimes. But I mean. I think that, you know, again, you can't read our minds. So, like, once you kind of, like, realize that, and are like, okay, I need to give them room to actually express whatever they're feeling or whatever they're thinking. But, like, once you kind of, like, create that space, I think that will kind of open up so many more opportunities, like Gia was saying and how Javi was saying, just, like, opportunities that we can actually, you know, be uplifted and we can express how we would like to be uplifted because again it differs on the situation on the topic on the person on their personal lives. it's it's complex
1: but by doing that i think it's very monumental what are some ways that you felt like you've been given that opportunity to amplify your voice? So whether it's been a group that you've participated in or something that someone has done really well to amplify your voice, what what has that looked like? Can you describe like maybe what that looks like? Um
2: for me personally, an organization called Friendship Circle really helped me with that. They have a teen wellness like division, I guess I don't really know how to explain that, but it's an amazing organization, and they they really care, and they really listen, and they're really there, and they really want to help you get your voice out there, and help you um, help you explain certain things, um, and help help you help other people too. Like we have a there's a friendship circle podcast um, called Friends on Air, and it's really it's very. It talks about mental health a lot, um, and they have a they have this mental health um, host committee, and we have programs and we do these things where we help other people get resources and all this and all this stuff and explain certain things and help just help other people understand mental health because everybody has it, um, and it's just. That really personally helped me. Um, and because I've like, I've always, this has always been like a thing for me, you know, like mental health, it's always been a thing like that. I've always like been very, I don't guess, in touch with, um, but the Friendship Circle really helped me get like my voice out there and really helped me get like my thoughts. And also the PA Youth Advocacy Network also helped that a lot. Um, so both those things really, really helped me.
4: I agree. I mean, like, just quick shout out to the Jewish Healthcare Foundation and um, the PA Youth Advocacy Center. I mean, like, that, it's it's definitely, um, I'm sure we can all agree to this and attest to it. It's been one of the most biggest honors of my life just to be a part of it and to be able to have a space where, like, me as an individual, as a person with, you know, mental health struggles and especially as a woman of color to be respected and to be given you know the ability to uplift and to kind of like have a voice for once because um in the area that I live it's very much not like that sometimes um and having that opportunity was very monumental for me and it definitely come it was kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel kind of experience for me because I was at a point um where I was kind of like there's nothing here for me there's nothing you know it doesn't matter like just my opinions and things like they just don't matter but having this opportunity to you know have that be kind of like something that is put on a platform um it kind of like it gave me hope I'm like maybe people do care and maybe like you know if I go to college or like if I just continue doing these kinds of things you know like I just like I'm constantly reminded that like people there are people in this world that do care and that do love and respect you and your opinions and I think that's like very valid and then in my own community um there is a club the Avidum club and that's been a really great beacon for me as well um I'm I'm very grateful to be to have been the president of the club for two years it's within my high school and um I don't know how well known like the whole idea behind Avidum is but basically like our slogan is I've got your back and that's our intention to just show people that we've got their back and that kind of like to end all the stereotypes and the generalizations behind mental illnesses and, you know, accessibility and equity in that regard. I think um, we, we've we been trying to make that clear. We've been trying to make people understand that like we, as hard as it may be, we can create certain safe spaces and environments within the school and within, you know, our school board and our community and our district and then, like, that can also, like, you know, train reaction to other places. But especially within a school, there is an opportunity by teachers and advisors and counselors if they, again, practice the idea of respect and dignity and active listening for sure, um, that we can create those environments and have other students that may not feel as comfortable talking about their feelings and their, um, just, like, their emotions kind of, like, have a outlet just to kind of, like, maybe eventually be able to share something just because, you know, if we keep everything bottled inside, it's not going to help us and it's not going to help anybody else. And, um, I think the Avedam club has done a really amazing job of kind of like advancing that. And, um, it's definitely sparked some change in my school and my community, which I'm very proud of. And I think that like that paired with the PA youth advocacy program and everything, and all of the work that, Sarah has done and Deborah has done like in that regard just to kind of like you know have summer working groups and have different groups like throughout the year and have different opportunities like Gia and I ran a panel in May and that was incredible it was a great opportunity and this podcast itself like this is a way that you can uplift and you guys are all doing a really great job of doing that and letting us have this room to speak and that's really important that's really great And I just want to let you all know that we appreciate that and doing more things like that, you know, it makes a difference. And it's almost like paying it forward to the future generations because we're going to take this and we're going to apply this to our futures and our lives. And then one day we're going to be in your position and we're going to create we're going to be inspired by you guys to create these opportunities for the younger, younger generation, and then they're going to, like, it's just, like, a whole pay it forward thing. It's, it's a chain reaction, right? So, by doing that, you're opening a lot of doors for not only us, but for the future, and that's really, really important, and um, we thank you for that.
2: Yeah, you guys are what we're talking about. Uh, you, this is what we want on a day-to-day basis, um, but um, what I was, I had a thought, um, Anisha, you said about, like, I got your back. That is, like, I really like that. Um, like, unity and community and, like, understanding. It's, it feels so good to, like, have someone actually understand you and to have someone actually, like, listen to you and validate you and not always compare you. That feels amazing. And that th- those opportunities for having that is definitely there and is definitely available to me. But it's not available to everybody, and it needs to be more um, it, needs, it needs there needs to be more um of it because like I mean, I personally haven't always had that um like opportunity, but like and I know I know I have a lot of I' was thinking like a lot, wow, I have a lot of um friends who don't have that at all, and it they it's just it's so important for there to be available so having having you guys on a day-to-day basis in our adult in the adults that we have um is really important and I really do appreciate you guys and everything you do and I thank you and this is really important. Um like Anisha said it is a chain reaction and it is amazing. And um thank you. I think
5: something I completely agree by the way, Anisha Javi, that was great. Um I think and this is more of like my personal journey but I think getting to things like the PA Youth Advocacy Network was, like, a step in its own. Like, that's an opportunity that needed to be created on its own. Because, like, a year ago, I didn't even know things like this existed. And, like, I, know it, I knew it was, like, something that I wanted. Like, I wanted to help, but I didn't think there was any way I could possibly do that. And it took somebody coming like sending me an email. Cause like these aren't things you can find on your own. Like the thoughts never going to really cross your brain to look up something that specific or like ask somebody about that. If you don't even know that it exists. And that's like, that's so important. Like getting to the point where you have an opportunity where you can have your voice, I think. And it's important for adults to realize when they can create the needed space or when they need to send somebody off to a better space that's better going to suit them. Like, you need to know, like, where your specialties lie and when you can help people. And I am just, it's so grateful, but it's good to recognize that, like, getting here was a step in its own. Like, getting here was an opportunity that needed to create, be created. Like, that's, like, a step on the ladder. And then, like, this is the next step. And, like, who knows what's going to be the next step after that. Like, but we need somebody to help us build like each of those rungs, and like it could start so low. Like, for me, this is already like I'm high up on the ladder, like, this is where I want to be. But maybe somebody's gonna come along and let me know of another opportunity, and I'm gonna be able to climb even
2: higher. So, I think that's really important. I agree with that. I heard about this from Friendship Circle. I got an email, and it was I was like the best thing ever, you know, seeing that email and signing up for this and applying for this. Like, it was it was, it was really amazing. Um, and like Gia said, it just needs to be more known. Um, and I don't know how that will happen. Like social media, I guess is important because a lot of people have it. Um, as, as bad as it is, it's also a great way to spread good news and bad news, but good news also. So, um, it's just like, like you said, like this is, this is where I wanted to be too. I wanted to be able to like share my experiences and share, share things that are gonna are going to help other people. So like I climbed, I climbed my ladder, but a lot of people don't know they even have the opportunity to have a ladder. So I guess just making that known.
0: So as we wrap up our conversation, it's been a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you all again for being here and for sharing and taking time out of your weekend, because um, we're doing this on a weekend. But before we um, officially like wrap up, I just wanted to ask if there was anything that you wanted to leave us with, um, any thoughts that you haven't got
5: to share or any final words. Just, just a summary. It's all about y- the unique person and it doesn't hurt to ask questions. And if anything else, I want the takeaway to be that everybody's a unique person, and they're going to need help in unique ways, and they're going to want you to do something different. And something that might work for me might not work for somebody else, or I might want something different than somebody else. And just for a good adult youth partnership, you need to recognize that uniqueness and act accordingly on it.
2: And active listening and trust um, and all of that, it's just, it just, yeah, it's very important. Um, and everything Gia said also, and probably what Anisha's about to say. She's a great, great way. She's a great person that's explaining this
4: very well. <laughs> you are so sweet. I love you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, no, I agree with everything you guys have been saying just again, the foundations of a good environment are super important. And I think once we establish that, it'll just kind of be like trust and trust is so important. It's more important than anyone will ever realize. I mean, if you don't trust that they will believe in you and believe you, period, honestly, I think that, you know, it, it, it'll go a long way. So I think, yeah, exactly. Just realizing that, like, we are, (laughs) that we are um, just complex people who, you know, deserve an outlet to just express. Because, I mean, like, Gia, Javi and I like we are very privileged to be here and to be able to share this but it is not this is a very unique opportunity it's not one that's given to everybody else I mean nobody in my community I was the first person in my school to even be in the teen mental health advocacy program in general which I didn't even know I I thought it was like more well known than that but it wasn't and it's like that just shows how much we have you know we're doing great things right now but there's a lot of work that can be done and that you know should be done. But I think by doing this, it's a really great step. And it's it's great. Um, we are very happy and grateful
1: to be here. Um, it's just, it's good stuff. Gia, Anisha, Javi, like, thank you so so much for um just being open, candid. I can't wait to, <laughs> to share this uh, with the community and uplift your voices to Deborah and Sarah. Um, you already got a shout out, but thank you for being a model of how other adults can help amplify youth voice and be in partnership with. We're so grateful because we wouldn't have access to such great leaders. And I just love the interaction amongst the peer group as well. Um, and just being able to amplify each other's voices and watching that has been refreshing and being able to participate in that. I do want to give opportunity for Deborah and Sarah to share. Um, thank you for connecting us the Hobby G and Anisha. Is there anything that you want to share before we um, wrap up? really this like everything that you were sharing
2: makes me so hopeful for the future and just the now um of how you all have elevated um not just like your own voices but other youth's voices and um this like the change that can really happen through this podcast so like just thank
3: everyone I just want to thank you, Michelle and Ashley, for this opportunity. And just so much of what um, Javi and Anisha and Gia talked about reminded me of the work that you do in mentoring and having relationships and supporting relationships between adults and youth um, and the the work of the many organizations that you support and maybe listening to the podcast. So so thank you for the opportunity to share and to uplift um, their voices this morning. Stay inspired. Stay inspired. Stay inspired.
0: We heard a lot from Javi, Nisha and Gia about the critical importance of active listening and listening to young people in order to really understand them. We couldn't agree with them more that this is an essential part of building trusting relationships and being a caring adult. But what does active listening mean? And how do we do it? Don't worry, TMP is here to help. Active listening is an important and often really challenging communication skill. It's not just hearing the words someone is saying, but working to understand the meaning of what that person is saying. Some important ways to practice active listening include being fully present in the conversation, asking clarifying questions or open-ended questions, noticing nonverbal cues like body language, and waiting to give advice until the other person specifically asks for it. And sometimes they might not ask for it. This last one was something that our young guests mentioned specifically. Sometimes it's just important to listen, and that's all someone else wants and needs in that moment. Because active listening is a skill, it takes practice to get the hang of it. Try out a couple of the mentioned techniques in your next few conversations with young people or with anyone. And for more tips about supporting young people, how to be a caring adult, and active listening, sign up for TMP's Everyday Mentoring Tips. These quick tips are delivered straight to your inbox every week to help and inspire you to make big and small impacts on the young people in your life. Sign up on TMP's website and find the direct link in this episode's show notes. Mentor Chat is written and hosted by Michelle Thomas and Ashley Wineland with the Mentoring Partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania. It is produced by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Our music is Cheery Monday by Kevin MacLeod. Special thank yous to Kristen Allen and the Mentoring Partnership team. Thank you to our guests. For more information about us, mentoring, and this episode's topics, take a look at the show notes and visit the Mentoring Partnership's website at www.mentoringpittsburgh.org. Be sure to like and subscribe to Mentor Chat wherever you get your podcasts.